Hello and welcome to Access AI, where we will be exploring AI in asset management and wealth management with a number of individuals from within Arabesque AI, as well as the wider AI community. I'm your host, Lloyd Reynolds. I look after business development for Arabesque AI. The purpose of our Access AI podcast series will be to explore all aspects of AI across financial institutions, focusing particularly around asset management, wealth management and uh, investment banking. Thank you very much for joining us today. I'm sure today's topic will be fascinating. I'm here with Yasin Rosowski, the CEO of Arabesque AI. And this is our first podcast. And for every podcast, we're going to ask, um, what's your favorite AI film, Yasin? My favorite AI film uh, is definitely Terminator, Terminator 2. Um, I really love the uh, backstory of how it all came about. And it was basically my favorite film when I was a child. Great, great movies. Uh, next question really is, how, how, how did you get into AI? When did you realize that um, you wanted to pursue a career in AI? What was the, what was the moment? It was at university. I, just, I was at UCL doing my undergraduate in mechanical engineering. And at the time, I was very much pursuing kind of financial markets and looking for patterns and prediction in financial markets. And I was trying to understand how I could use the work that I was learning on my course and apply that into, into actually the FX market at the time. And it was actually during a thermodynamics course, um, a heat transfer course, where I came across a paper where they were actually not using physics or thermodynamic equations to model this heat flow, but they were using artificial neural networks. And so it was, it was that which kind of clicked a bell, where instead of trying to model the financial markets through a series of derived equations, instead using something like neural networks to essentially approximate that mapping and be able to model that behavior. So that's essentially where I really got kicked off in AI. And then I eventually ended up doing a PhD at UCL in machine learning applied to financial forecasting and then joined Arabesque straight away after that. And the rest is history. Or history to be made, shall we say. Yeah, sounds very different to my undergraduate experience, Yasin. Yeah, but fascinating nonetheless. So focusing on Arabesque AI, just explain a little bit about um, the AI engine that you've built and how it works. So we've been developing for several years at Arabesque this, um, our artificial intelligence engine, which at the core of it is, is to be able to understand and model behaviors in the financial markets and use those to make investment decisions. So to underlyingly, un- underline that is to power uh, investment products. So the core system is essentially on a daily basis, gathering a huge amounts of data on largely the equity markets and taking that data, finding hidden representations within that data, and then using that data to find essentially patterns of where we think future changes of future financial uh, stock movements or events will occur. And then using those in in a portfolio construction framework to essentially then power investment products. And on a daily basis, our AI engine is essentially covering around 25,000 uh, companies every single day. So it's, it's basically taking in the data from those companies and predicting where we think the markets are going to go. Yeah, and uh, we've now exposed that AI engine within AutoCIO. That's our platform, which we just launched in September, which then allows investors to actually utilize and harness the power of our artificial intelligence engine. Brilliant. Thanks for that. So we, we will come back and get into the... Um 
the AI engine and how it works in much more detail and on a more technical basis. But first, you mentioned Auto CIO there, our, our web platform that we've recently launched. Can you just explain a little bit what it allows clients to do? Yeah, so Auto uh, CIO is a platform which allows clients to be able to create their own customized, active, sustainable investment strategies. So essentially, a, a client can specify their investment objectives, um, their universe construction requirements, what geographic focus, sector focus, risk constraints. But critically, and equally importantly, they can actually specify their sustainability objectives. So how much exposure do they want to, say, ESG or governance or social, environmental or climate factors? And they'll be able to basically specify all these options on the platform. And then the platform will take those specifications, those requirements from the client and then build them a custom investment strategy, which meets uh, their objectives, both on a kind of risk and investment side of things, but also on the sustainability side of things. And then they can use those investment strategies, those model portfolios, essentially, then to uh, power uh, whatever investment products that they're using, whether that's in the sub-advisory business, mutual funds or USITs or SMAs, or they can work with our sister company, Arabesque Asset Management, um, to essentially deliver those investment products. So we've covered the, the engine from an overview perspective. Now, Yassin, I'm going to ask you to you know, really get into detail as to how does our AI engine work? So the AI engine on a daily basis is predicting around 25,000 equities. So we're predicting all the emerging and developed market stocks um, and looking at essentially where we think the future movements of these equities or stocks are going to be. Um, and the way that we're doing that is essentially the AI engine can be kind of deconstructed into four key layers. So the first layer would be like the data layer, uh, where we're essentially ingesting a large amount of data, over a billion data points on a daily basis are used to process and calculate the essential features which are then ingested into the engine. And the data that we're using, they can be, you know, fundamentals on the, on the company or analyst expectations on those fundamentals, or also kind of more either macro data or fixed income or commodity data. So understanding what's happening in other markets, which might drive movements and behaviors um, in the equity markets. So once you have those data, we then have the feature engineering layer, um, which is essentially mathematically representing this data, which then feeds into what we call an autoencoder layer, which we're using some deep learning architectures to find in an unsupervised way, underlying and hidden representations of the data. And once we've kind of deconstructed all that raw data into these lower dimensional hidden representations using these autoencoder uh, approaches, we then have a series of supervised learning models from a kind of range of different machine learning type of uh, models, whether that's decision tree-based algorithms, which um, allow for a lot more kind of explainability, but we also do support vector machines, which is something that I did my uh, research papers and did some publications on. And... We also use stuff from the Bayesian world, so a class of algorithms from that, from that literature. And of course, we use a lot of deep learning um, architectures as well. So we have a mix of different machine learning models to kind of give us a kind of diversified approaches to understanding the relationships and patterns in the market. And then we aggregate those on an ensemble layer, which is, um, takes these predictions and aggregates those using um, a Bayesian approach. So yeah, that's essentially, once we have those predictions, they then feed into their key kind of alpha driver into our portfolio construction layer, uh, which is a portfolio optimization, which basically takes in those kind of predictions, but also 
aspects around risk and transaction costs and all the clients sustainability and investment objectives and criterias puts that all together into a portfolio optimization and then delivers a kind of optimal portfolio which then can be used by the client great thanks yasin um so that that really begs the question how, how do we know that the ai engine works and i know that we can point at the 400 million of client assets that are currently powered by this ai engine but in more general terms, what, what, what's the proof that the AI engine actually delivers across these 25,000 stocks? Yeah, so across all the kind of different main regions, um, when we study our, our system, um, we get a kind of win-loss ratio greater than one across all the different kind of APAC and uh, US and um, EMEA, et cetera. And we also see that across all our sectors. So when we study all the sectors broken down into around nearly 20 sectors that we, we analyze and study, we see their consistent performance, outperformance deviations greater than uh, random. So we're very confident in terms of the accuracy of our system and then how that translates into our portfolio construction. But ultimately, the real test will be, you know, with the platform going live and our existing monies, funds running, uh, track record at the end will be the real test. Great, thanks for that. Um, next question is, um, you know, how do you, how, what's the research process to enable you to continually, you know, get the AI engine to evolve and improve? How, how do you manage that process? So one of the main challenges, there's a couple of main challenges when you're applying artificial intelligence, especially in somewhere like investment management, but actually applies across the whole domain or the whole different applied spaces is overfitting. So it's very easy to essentially constantly tweak a model in a very fast iterative process until you get something which looks like it works. And so we have to have very strong processes in place to mitigate that actually happening. By de facto, by the fact that we are actually testing and evaluating on 25,000 equities and we need to use a substantive amount of computational resources is a limiting factor from that kind of practice of basically tweak, tweak, tweak until you get something to work. But we also are very kind of have a rigorous kind of research and evaluation process of any candidates which are being introduced as potential improvements to the system or modifications. And so one of the ways we do that is a segmentation of data where essentially we have a checkpointing system where essentially you, you make a proposal that has to go through a certain set of data where it's analyzed. If that passes, it can move on to the next set of data, et cetera, et cetera, until it finally passes. So a series of tests very systematic, very process and controlled are basically required uh, for you to pass before your actual modification improvement. And within each one of those tests, there's very critical and serious kind of analytics and really studying the impact of those changes from many different angles, both from a portfolio construction perspective, from an analytic uh, perspective, from a contribution perspective, etc. So that's essentially uh, very fundamental in how we apply our research, our process. It's very critical of what we do, having a very systematic process to evaluate and then accept changes into our system. Before we uh, move on to other topics um, where we're going to explore AI and asset management in a bit more detail, I just wanted to ask you, if you're, you're sitting in a room of your fellow AI scientists or AI developers, and they ask you, Yassine, you know, what's different about your AI engine? How do you answer that question? 
Well, it depends um, who I'm sitting with. Um, if they're like-minded scientists, then uh, we're probably going down the same general path, apart from in a different applied space. I think um, one of the differences of our approach, context of investment management and the asset management industry is that while there's lots of efforts to incorporate and use artificial intelligence in the processes, it's very much seen as a kind of siloed approach. So essentially you're building strategies which are focused on one or two or three products. Um, so whereas ours, our approach is to build a very general so solution, so not just to target one or two investment strategies and make them the best possible, but to build a system which can essentially build you know, thousands, tens of thousands, uh, potentially infinite investment strategies, which all perform at a, on a very perform on a kind of scalable level. Differences, if I was to look at the industry that we're operating in, in is the fact that we've executed already a large waves of, uh, of the progress towards applying artificial intelligence into investment management process. So we are not essentially using very simple machine learning algorithms, out-the-box approaches, which are, I see a lot out there already. So if you see, for example, any kind of product offerings which have kind of explainability and they can break down the different features which are driving performance, then usually these are kind of decision tree based algorithms, which are kind of what you kind of learn in, in uh, machine learning 101, which are very powerful, very good, but they're just a kind of starting point. We put a lot of effort, investment, R&D into looking at what is the state of the art in terms of machine learning, whether that's in the natural language process and knowledge graphs, whether that's in deep learning architectures, and trying to bring those kind of latest state-of-the-art and bring those uh, directly into the investment process. And with our approach of generalization, where we're not just trying to make a single product perform as well as we can, but building a system, a robust system, which can scale and generate thousands or tens of thousands or millions of investment strategies, that approach, which is less about building a very team or a small business unit focus, but actually building something which can fully scale across, across a, wide, um, a wide pool of kind of different client demands, et cetera. I think that's basically what differentiates us. Right, let, let's turn the conversation now towards asset management. And Yasin, you mentioned right at the beginning that Terminator is your favorite, is your favorite film. So I'm going to ask you the question, which I'm sure lots of listeners are thinking, is does this mean that you're out to terminate all portfolio managers and replace them with uh, AI? Uh, no, not at all. Um... <laughs> Slight hesitation there. No, no, no. Um, this is about being able to basically broaden, either improve existing products or be able to use this technology to leverage on your existing products and basically delivering better results, whether that's on the customization, sustainability, or on performance to the client, be able to actually offer a more wider choice of products as well. So easier to scale your kind of product offering. So it's really about empowering portfolio managers and asset management and wealth management businesses to deliver a more kind of customized solution for their clients and also have a system where in the background, they know that the system which is generating the kind of the decisions, the alpha, et cetera, is being cont continuously worked on and developed and improved because it's not essentially, you know, a separate team for each in investment product, but we, it's all being powered by this central AI engine, which has been constantly uh, worked and constant kind of R&D investment goes into. 
Right, now now we're getting towards the end of the, the podcast and you and I are sitting here, Yassine, on a sunny September evening in Camden, uh, London's equivalent of Silicon Valley. Uh, what exciting research projects do you have lined up at the moment? So we have a pipeline of many different research projects covering a kind of broad, broad spectrum of different areas. So from kind of signal processing and data characterization all the way to looking at new different deep learning architectures, also borrowing a lot of work from uh, NLP literature, uh, where there was a lot of work done on transformers in that space and applying those into our time series modeling. One of the two kind of very interesting research projects that we have, uh, we have many, of course, but two which stand out would be our work on knowledge graphs is is very interesting. Uh, We have a very strategic research direction on the space of knowledge graphs. And especially at the context when we're going to start applying kind of graph-based architectures. So instead of essentially learning relationships and patterns from structured data in a kind of matrix format, being able to represent data in a network. So essentially data is represented as a connections to each other um, and then learning directly on that. Um, So we think that's a very fruitful and very exciting area of research for us. And then, as I was saying um, before, just now, we're doing a lot of work on transformers, and that's showing some very promising results. Another research area that we focus on, um, and it's very exciting for us, and we see um, big changes, and a lot of low-hanging fruits is in the portfolio construction work. So if you look at portfolio construction, um, the approach is, you know, 20, 30, 40 years old. Um, Most of the time, obviously, it's been robustified over those years, been optimized, made high performance, but it's still a very similar approach. So we have some very exciting ideas to essentially think of, you know, if we were to create and redo portfolio construction completely from scratch, um, how would we do that? And we have very exciting research projects on that line, which we've actually already started. And um, yeah, something that will be materializing over the, over the coming years. Great, thanks Yassine. I, I know in particular clients are very excited about that last project. Which brings me to the, the final question today. We, we launched uh, Auto CIO earlier this month. You and I and the rest of the team have done lots of client meetings. I had a question. What, what, what has been um, the most surprising thing about clients' reaction to AI and asset management, given all of the client conversations we've had recently? So one of the things that has surprised me the most is that some of the clients that we've spoken to, how advanced they are in terms of their thinking around artificial intelligence and how that needs to be integrated into the investment process or how they need to be thinking about how to be utilizing and leveraging this uh, these technologies. So, for example, I had one client the other day asking about CNNs, convolutional neural networks, and whether we and how we were integrating those. So. It's, that's one of the things that has really surprised me, you know, some of the clients and they're, they're already already taking on board a lot of what's happening in the AI space and thinking about how that's going to be applied to the investment management and their own industry. Thanks, Yassin. Uh, I think that's a, a great way to wrap up the first podcast in our Access AI series. And um, we really look forward to having our next podcast on Access AI. And in the words of Terminator, we will be back. Thank you.